When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So here we are, folks, the beginning, the very beginning of our fourth year of podcasting. We have been at this now, hosting this dumpster fire of a podcast for three full years and a day. And I hate to start off our fourth year like this. I really... Hate to start off our fourth year like this, but, but I'm just going to warn you right now that this, this is going to be, well, how do I even describe this? This is going to be perhaps, maybe possibly one of the oddest openings we've had. In what? 202 podcasts? And the only reason I'm even giving you a trigger warning is because on today's podcast, on the start of our fourth year of podcasting, we have ourselves a very special guest. A guest who has been mentioned here many times. Many, many times, not by me, but he wanted to come on and address some of the things that have been said about him on our show. And so, I guess for crapping giggles, I said, sure. What the hell? So, without any further delay, we hear on the Miller Frost Podcast, would like to welcome Colton Underwood to the show. Welcome, Colton, to the Miller Frost Podcast. Oh, hello, Miller. Hello, Colton. It's so good to have you here on the podcast. So good to finally meet you in person. It's so wonderful to be here. And you were on The Bachelor, correct? Oh, yes. That I was. And they didn't see? You know? No. What do you mean? You being kind of, sort of, gay? Well, I'm very straight acting. Yes, of course you are. And didn't you? You had a Netflix show, too. Coming out, Colton. Oh, yes. Did you see it? About 10 minutes. Oh, you should watch the whole thing. Maybe with enough alcohol. Sure. 
And wasn't that when, you know, you were hanging out with Gus Kentworthy? Oh, yes. Gus was very helpful when I first came out. I remember. I believe he was shepherding you around the gay community. Oh, yes. And not just as your shepherd, but he was also your guide, your mentor. And as I recall, at least part-time, your pimp trying to find you a sugar daddy. Oh, yes. He was very helpful. And you two don't hang out anymore. Well, no. I'm married now. So you did get that sugar daddy. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. And you two not hanging out anymore. Now, I've always suspected this. But was that because... Goose Kentworthy? He went to the gay media. Went to those mean girls in the vapid gay media. And he called you... If memory serves me correctly, he called you a really sweet guy. Yes, that was very traumatic. And folks, if you're wondering what the problem is here, why calling a queen a really sweet guy, that might cause some sort of issue. The last thing you want to call a queen is a really sweet guy. That is, as nasty a backhanded comment as it gets. It's as bitchy a comment as it gets. So when Goose Kentworthy called Colton here a very sweet guy, I think I cried for three straight days when he did that. Nothing straight about you, princess. Oh, no. Certainly not. So, Colton, let's finally get to the topic at hand. What's going on? I think I know what the answer to this is. But why? Why'd you want to come on to the Miller Frost podcast? Well, Miller, I just wanted to state, for the record that I am not having an affair with the Secretary of Transportation. And there have been some horrible lies told about me on your podcast. You mean from Justin Buttigieg, that low-ranked queen from Michigan? I'm not even sure I know who that is. So to set the record straight, well, as straight as it can be, you and pocket queen Pete You're not banging uglies. Not to try and cause any drama here, but Chastin, he seems to think you two are. No, we're definitely not doing anything like that. So you're not a nasty, dirty whore. No, I'm not a nasty, dirty whore. And you're not a raging power bottom with a mattress tied to your back. Well, I am a bottom. Oh, I am so totally a bottom. But I don't have a mattress tied to my back. 
And that's true, folks. There is definitely not a mattress tied to Colton's back. Sorry, Colton. Hold on a second. White Boy Malcolm X. Do you hear that? It sounds like a a herd of elephants coming towards us. Oh, for F's sake. Well, there you are. I thought I found you here, Colton Underwood. Chastin, why are you in such a hurry to get to the Miller Frost podcast? We weren't even invited. Oh, my. That's right, Peter. Your nasty, dirty whore, Colton Underwood. Chastin, now that's enough. I don't even know who Colton Underwood even is. Oh, shut up, Peter. I am so tired of your lies. I was on The Bachelor. And you didn't fool anyone. Pretending to be straight. And I also had my own Netflix show. With a mattress strapped to your back. The whole damn time. You and that other dirty road whore. Guess Kimworthy. Chastin. Colton Underwood. You cheap whore. You nasty, dirty whore. Why can't you find your own man? Why you gotta take a huge steaming dump in the middle of my marriage? I have two black identifying babies at home. Barack and Oprah. You home-wrecking slut. Have you no shame? I'm not even sure I know who you are. Say what? I'm Chastin Boudigeaj. And my husband is the Secretary of Transportation. We are in the ruling class. I am the future First Lady of the United States of America. And I'm very popular on Twitter. Aren't you that low-ranked queen from Michigan? Chastin. I swear to God, Colton Underwood. I swear to God. That comes out of your mouth again. I will bitch slap you in the next Tuesday. Well, I've never had sex with your husband. See, Chastin, I've never had sex with Carlton Underwood. Lies. Both of you. Lies. And now that I see the two of you together, get the full picture in all its glory, I think I'm going to be sick. It's bad enough having a look at you naked, Peter. But picturing your nasty, used-up boy toy. Oh, I go to the gym every day. Sometimes twice a day. Well, it ain't working, honey. And I hate to break it to you, but turning tricks in the showers ain't the same thing. Chastin, now that's enough. We've clearly never met each other. So there's no way that I've been having sex with Carlton Underwood. Oh, whatever you two. Like I even care. So go for it. Like the tawdry whores that you are. Not the best way to spend 30 seconds anyway. Now if you'll excuse me. I'm going home. Peter, give me a ride. Okay, Chastin. Peter! Coming, my love. 
I'll call you later, Daddy Pete. Okay. And thanks, Miller. Goodbye. Folks, I don't even know what the hell just happened there. I really don't. One minute, I've got that dingbat, Colton Underwood, him coming on here, trying to cover up his relationship with Pocket Queen Pete. Should have seen that one coming a mile away. And then the next thing you know, we got ourselves a hot mess inside a dumpster fire atop a train wreck, which is what we always get when the Buttigieg's drop by, which is why I deliberately did not invite them onto today's podcast. I did not want them ruining it. I did not want them ruining the start of our fourth year of podcasting. But they showed up anyway, and look what we got. Again. So let's move on. From Pink News, those girls over at Pink News, Heartstoppers Kit Connor reflects on coming out as bisexual last year. I have a lot more pride. Oh, how stunning and brave. And we just saw, well, on Netflix last Friday, they love to torture me, folks. We go into Netflix and right there, Right in the whole recommendation thing. There's Heartstopper. That stupid show, Heartstopper. Much like Herpes, it's back. And with it, this whiny little bitch. Oh, we need more bisexual representation on television. Beefy teenager, Kit Connor. Although I don't know if he's a teenager anymore. Then again, I don't really care. And here's his quote. Kit Connors' reflection on coming out as bisexual. A low bar if there ever was one. I'm a bit more confident in myself in a very open sense about who I am, what I can do, the way that I hold myself, and the people I spend my time with. I have a lot more pride. Telling someone you're gay or bi or part of the Jesus Christmas queer community, there's a thing where you feel like they might see you differently or think that it would change who you are. For me, it's just who I am. Coming out didn't change me. Who the hell does he think he's kidding? Coming out didn't change him. Okay, princess, if you say so. But I don't call him a whiny little bitch for nothing. He earned that. Coming out as bisexual, and then the first thing he does, 
runs to the Mean Girls in the vapid gay media and starts whining and complaining about a lack of bisexual representation on television. Like anyone gives a crap about bisexuals. No. Like anyone anywhere other than bisexuals gives one iota about seeing bisexuals on television. Again, no. So it did change him. He became a whiny little bisexual bitch. And you bisexuals out there, first off, you men, girlfriend, sister girlfriend, you ain't fooling anyone. Everyone knows you're just easing into it, into being gay. You're out there, oh, I'm bisexual. I'm into men and women. Then you go out, get banged by half the guys in Los Angeles, and you know who you are. You want everyone to take you seriously, but you are all over the map. You can't commit either way. You're only in the tribe, or a lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. You're only in there when it's convenient for you. When you want to spend the weekend giving out blowjobs, manning some glory hole somewhere, then, then you're in the tribe. But when it's not convenient for you, then you're off playing around with whatever poor beleaguered woman who's convinced herself that she can somehow make you straight, which she can't because you're not. Which Ronan Rubenstein's wife, I still can't believe she married him. Sarah Parker Kennedy, Sarah Kennedy Parker, whatever the hell her name is. What? What do you want, white boy Malcolm X? Mrs. Rubenstein? White boy Malcolm X. Really? Sarah, whatever her name is, she is not Mrs. Rubenstein. Ronan is Mrs. Rubenstein. That queen is Mrs. Rubenstein. Not his poor wife. Bless her heart. She is as deluded as they come. Marrying a bisexual man. He probably gets more dick than she does. They probably compare notes. After a frenetic weekend of him getting plowed by half the guys in L.A., allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, getting plowed by half the guys in L.A. So, Kit, Princess Kit, you may be able to fool the mean girls in the vapid gay media with all that nonsense, but, honey, you ain't fooling the rest of us. Not even close. From the Boston Globe, at Martha's Vineyard, 
African American Film Festival, a new documentary fills in the missing piece of civil rights history. Can you imagine, folks? Can you imagine going to an African American Film Festival on Martha's Vineyard? Lily White, Martha's Vineyard. The only black people who probably live on Martha's Vineyard are multimillionaires Barack and Michelle Obama. Down for the struggle, Barack and Michelle Obama. And their estate on Martha's Vineyard, that's just one of their, I don't know how many mansions they have now. They got this one. I think there's one in Hawaii. I read somewhere recently that they have one down in D.C. And I think they got one in Chicago. Maybe, possibly. I may be off here, but I think that they have four mansions. So Barack and Michelle, they're kind of like Patrice Conkoolers. At least in that respect, piles and piles and piles of Benjamins in real estate. Like all the good woke folk, it's all about the Benjamins. But can you imagine getting back to this stupid film festival? The amount of virtue signaling that went on there. The preening of all the rich, hysterical white liberals how they probably carried on during the Martha's Vineyard African American Film Festival. The entire audience, as lily white as it gets. Oh, I'm such a wonderful person. I attended an African American Film Festival on Martha's Vineyard. Yes, of course you did, princess. They're all down there, jerking each other off. Virtue signaling to one another, assuaging their white shame to all the other people down there on Whitey Island. That's basically what Martha's Vineyard is. Whitey Island. I mean, remember what happened when Florida Voldemort, Ron DeSantis, when he flew a bunch of illegal immigrants? to Whitey Island, the hysteria that ensued over that. If they're going to have illegal Mexicans on Whitey Island, they're either going to be holding a leaf blower or a mop. They're there to help make Whitey Island a white paradise for all those hysterical white liberals. Otherwise, Like what they wound up doing with these poor folks. They deported them to somewhere near Boston, I think. No getting to stay on Whitey Island for them. And I wonder, random thought here, folks. But I wonder if on Whitey Island, they've got to have like a, like a Latinx film festival or something. If they've got an African-American film festival, 
They've got to have one for the Latinx folks. Maybe. Maybe possibly. They can have back the illegals that Florida Voldemort sent. They can be like their, their special guests or something. They can welcome them back with open arms for like two days or something. Show a couple of Tinks films, then deport them back off the island. Oh, we're such good people hosting all these wonderful minorities in our lovely white paradise. Yes, but of course, princess. Yes, but of course. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From Boston.com. Safety concerns spike at Massencast, Wu says. The area of Massachusetts Avenue and Melnia Cass Boulevard in Boston has gotten noticeably more dangerous over the past month, Mayor Michelle Wu said. Michelle Wu. She's Boston's token mayor. Boston, for the entire history of this city, has only ever elected white men. Evil, misogynistic, homophobic, racist, bigoted, fill in the blank here, evil white men. And so, this 30-something millennial Asian woman comes along, and what do you think all the hysterical liberals in Boston did? First chance they got, they checked as many diversity boxes as they could. And she is out of her depth. Michelle Wu is way out of her depth. Another know-it-all millennial. And she's been out there recently. Oh, I think we should have rank control. Like that has gone well. Anywhere it's tried. At any time in world history. And you only have to look to New York to see how distorted rent control has made their rental market. What a mess it has made of their rental market. Oh, sure. It's great in the short term. But the long-term damage it does, it winds up making it worse for everyone. Just about everyone. 
but this know-it-all idiot thinks she can bring to Boston and make it a grand gay old time. And she'll have moved on to a D.C. swamp job when the real carnage begins. And this thing at Mass and Cass, noticeably more dangerous. Who the hell do they think they're kidding? That has been junky hell, at least since I moved up here. And that was back in 2015. And I know it's been going on a lot longer than that. Drugs and prostitution, all sorts of other mayhem going on down there. And all they do about it, like the token mayor of Boston here, all they do is virtue signal. Pander to the hysterical leftist audience about it. And they will never solve that problem. Never in a million years is that problem down at Mass and Cass ever going to get fixed. Mark my words, folks. Check back in like five years, 10 years. Hell, make it 25 years. And guess what? It'll be some version of the exact same story. If it's not token Mayor Wu here, it'll be some other clown down at City Hall. But they'll basically be regurgitating some version of this story. And why? Why will they be doing this? Because they don't have the stomach to do what is necessary to clean that up. You touch one hair on a hooker down at Mass and Cass. Oops, I mean sex worker. Oh, how dare you stigmatize a sex worker for trying to earn a living. You touch one hair on a homeless meth junkie down there. Oh, how dare you stigmatize the housing challenged. Or whatever it is they call homeless bums these days. You can't touch those people down there without some hysterical activist group in Boston losing their minds, crapping their pants about it. So all this nonsense, this pearl clutching over the the human carnage down there at Mass and Cass, that will continue unabated. And you all down there in Boston, you have fun with that. Speaking of crapping your pants, this one I could not resist. And it's from Jeff Bezos' pet newspaper, The Washington Post. Where democracy dies in darkness. How's this headline for you? This embarrassing bathroom accident is more common than you think. Pooped your pants? Try increasing fiber in your diet. Research shows it can help. So I guess they have some sort of advice column in the Washington Post. From those sanctimonious, pretentious douchebags 
over at the Washington Post. Again, where democracy dies in darkness. And someone writes in asking for advice because they crap their pants all the time. Literally crap their pants. No, I don't know about you folks. And not that I've ever crap my pants. I'm sure it's something I get to look forward to when I get older. But at this point, for my almost 54 years on this planet, no crapping in my pants for me. White Boy Malcolm X, have you, sir, have you ever crapped your pants? Hell no. Not even, sir. Not even when you see some strapping stud of a ginger, some delicious hunk of a ginger, like AJKJ Appa, not even then do you crap in your pants. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ, white boy Malcolm X. (laughs) Folks, let me catch my breath here. Hold on. I I can't even repeat what he just said. I mean, I guess I could, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to further defile my podcast by repeating the foul things White Boy Malcolm X just said. <laughs> you, sir, are a sick bastard. But anyway, good God, sir. Back to what I was going to ask before I went down that disturbing rabbit hole. I don't know about you folks, but let's say I did start to crap my pants. Mr. Hanky was showing up in my underwear on a, a somewhat regular basis. I don't know about you folks. But the last place I would think to go for advice on how not to keep crapping my pants, the last place I would ever go to help me resolve this issue is an advice column in the Washington Post or the New York Times or any of these other mainstream media news outlets the last place I would go, ever, but not in the swamp, not to the corrupt pigs in the swamp. They start pooping themselves. That's where they go. Can you see that, though, at some fancy Georgetown cocktail party? Some guy is like, I don't know what to do. I keep crapping my pants. And I can't stop. And the other person, they're like, well, Senator Schumer, you should go ask someone over at the Washington Post. If anyone can help you to stop crapping your pants, it's got to be someone at the Washington Post. You don't think I should ask my doctor first?
Nah, what do they know? I go to the Washington Post. It's got to be someone in the ruling class who did this. Wrote into the Washington Post about crapping their pants. Only a D.C. swamp creature would be dumb enough to send in something like that to an advice column in that den of morons newspaper. And if that's you, good luck with that. And for our last story, folks, it's from Fox News. 74-year-old female teacher faces 600 years behind bars for sex assault on teen. Ann Nelson Koch, and Nelson Koch is hyphenated, was 67 at the time of the assaults. You want to talk about a hot mess of a story, a hot mess of a teacher bait story. This horny high school teacher at 67 years old tapping her some fresh teacher bait. You know, most people, folks, at 67 years old, they're either retired or they're planning on retiring soon. They're planning on living out their final years, playing golf, gardening, going on cruises, whatever retired people do these days. But not Ann Nelson Koch here, not her. She's not thinking about retirement. She's out there at 67. I know that fresh teacher bait. Seducing that fresh teacher bait. Making sweet, sweet love to that fresh teacher bait. And she was found guilty last week. I think about a week ago. Of 25 counts for handing this kid a 14-year-old boy, gross, handing this kid, well, I'm going to assume, 25 free orgasms, 25 counts, 25 times those two got together. And they apparently did so in the school basement during the 2016 to 2017 school year. So like six, seven years ago. And what's the bet, folks? What's the bet that there's a lawsuit against the school district? And if there's not one now, there will be soon enough. And I know it's a legal term. I know there's a a legal definition of this thing. When you bang an underage kid, consensual or not, they always call it sexual assault. A kid could beg for it, literally beg for sex, and if the adult gives it to him, again, gross. But if they do, if the adult does, they are said to have sexually assaulted the kid. 
even if the kid begged for it. I just find it an absurd term to use. In a case like this, where it's clearly consensual, gross, but consensual, and I know that it's clearly consensual because it happened 25 times. Now, is she, I don't know, tied the kid up, dragged him down to the basement, forcibly raped him against his will? I don't know about you folks, but I don't see that happening two times, let alone 25 before something is said. He went down there willingly, got all those free orgasms willingly, and now, oh, she raped me. It's like we had, I think it might have been one of our very first teacher bait stories, and the kid, he and the teacher, they went at it like, I think it was at least a hundred times. It was something around a hundred times. At least a hundred free orgasms she gave that kid. And after a hundred times, when he and his parents wanted a payday from the school district, after a hundred times, oh, she raped me. When they want a payday, a multi-million dollar payday. Oh, she raped me. And you know what the DA said about the kid? What assistant district attorney, Sarah Skiles, what she said about the kid? How's this quote for you? The victim of these crimes is an incredibly brave young man. For what? Banging a 67-year-old woman, getting at least 25 free orgasms from a 67-year-old woman, another one. Oh, how stunning and brave. And her going to jail for like, well, at 74, she's not going to be in there for 600 years. Whatever she gets pretty much outside of probation. That's basically a life sentence for her. If she had done that in California, maybe, maybe two months probation, if that, even in Texas, where they will not hesitate to lock your ass up for this kind of nonsense, even in Texas, maybe, 20 years, 10 to 20 years. In Wisconsin, though, what a joke. What an absurd joke. 600 years. In most of the country, you can murder someone. Hell, you could murder a couple people and still not get a 600-year sentence. So, ladies, again, unless you really want to go to jail for 600 years, you better start listening to me. Never, ever, ever, ever 
Get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, ladies, more Sebastian Stan, more Matt Loria, more Dan Reynolds and his sweaty abs, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. So on that note, since I cannot top this horny geriatric high school teacher tapping her some fresh teacher bait, even if she might be in jail for 600 years for doing so, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition, the very start of our fourth year podcasting of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, White Boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, Take care. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.